Hello, and welcome to Plant Powered Buddhist Podcast, where we are learning to turn our eating habits into a spiritual practice. I'm Sensei. I want to welcome you from wherever you're listening in the world. I also want to say a heartfelt thank you to all of my followers, my supporters, my clients, and my students. Without your support, I simply couldn't do what I do. I'm excited about today's episode, so with no further ado, let us begin. And welcome back. Today, our topic is how to transform your grocery shopping experience. As you know, here on my podcast, I'm trying to help you develop a spiritual practice in relationship to your food and how you eat, what you eat, with a focus on 100% plant-based eating. And in this episode, we're going to cover a part of this that has to do not necessarily with the actual eating directly, but it does have an impact on that. And it is the grocery shopping experience itself. I want you to take a moment to think about your own grocery shopping experience. What is the typical experience for you when you go shopping? From the time you think about needing to go shopping to the actual time that you're shopping and the after experience, how would you categorize it? From my perspective, I see that for the vast majority of people, it's completely unconscious. That is, on the level of mind, it's more of just a task. It's not something that you really even look forward to. It's something that you feel like you just have to do. Am I correct? And so when it's made as part of a task list, then it's nothing other than something mundane. It's routine, a routine necessity. And this mental activity, that is the very thought of going to shop has a direct correlation to your experience of food and your connection with it. And so we can say from the beginning, it's something that feels like, again, a task, it's mundane. And that orientation, believe it or not, impacts deeply not only the shopping experience, but what you actually purchase. Because when something is just a routine habit, it's unconscious activity, there is no real awareness. There's performance, there's function, there's a doing, but there's no awareness really on a deep level as to what it is I'm actually doing. In fact, I could be in the middle of shopping and wishing that I were not in the middle of shopping. (laughs) Has this happened with you? That you'd rather be anywhere else but in the shopping store, the, the grocery store? I'm sure it has. And when we think about the actual experience of shopping, wow, I think for many people it's kind of just 
unconsciously going to buy the things that you always do, hoping that they're there. And if they're not there, you're a little bit perturbed about that. But basically, you just grab your cart and you go down the aisles, probably specifically only the ones where your items that you normally eat or your family eats, and you grab those things and try to get out as fast as possible. So you're in a hurry. And oftentimes when you shop, aren't you doing it in between other tasks? So it's kind of squeezed in to life. It's like a necessary evil. <laughs> but this can all change and needs to change because if your actual experience of shopping is like this, and for many people it is, there's a great deal of impatience. We don't read labels because you don't have time to read labels except for maybe expiration dates. Maybe you'll do that. But in terms of the actual contents, what's in it, um, because you generally will buy the same thing, you don't ever need to do that. So as manufacturers often do, change the ingredients and contents of their products, you would never know that you were eating something that is quite harmful for you or could be harmful for you. So this is all unconscious shopping. This is what the shopping experience is like. You get in line, you wish that people in line would get their stuff out of their cart faster. Have you ever been <laughs> standing in line and you can look ahead of you or maybe it's the person directly in front of you and it seems like they're just taking one item out at a time and it is painful for you. They have a whole full cart and you're like, we're going to be here all day. Or the reverse is the case. The person is quickly taking their, their things out and putting it on the conveyor belt there but the cashier is so slow and you're like, what is going on? I got in the wrong line. You start craning your neck to see if you can get in another line. But if your store is like most stores, every line is, is quite long anyway. And oftentimes these days, um, there's a shortage of cashiers, intentional or not. So this all adds to the experience. And then one other kind of interesting scenario is when the, the cashier is actually quite good, but man, he or she is going to take every moment to connect with the customer. And they're moving, they're punching the keys, but they're talking to each customer. I actually like those types of cashiers. I appreciate them. I'm sure it makes their job more enjoyable although it may irritate some people in line until, of course, they get in line. But maybe that cashier tries to strike up a conversation with you and because your orientation about shopping is the typical unconscious one, you probably might be short with that person or send an energy of kind of like, can we just hurry up and get this through? Half-hearted smile, half-hearted response, and you know, they can usually pick up on that energy and uh, get you moving. But then there's just the activity of even getting to the store. How you get there. Now, for the vast majority of people, if you're fortunate enough to have a car, 
and your store is driving distance, you drive your car. And what does that entail? Well, on some level, you're burning some gas or some energy of some type. Then you're looking for parking space, which could be, depending upon the time of day, can be quite a task. So you're driving around circle, 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 or you find a spot, but for some reason your car won't fit. Then there's a hope that when you do find a parking space that someone doesn't hit your car or a cart doesn't accidentally bump into your car. I'm sure you come out into the parking lot and seeing a cart for some reason wedged between your car and the car next to you, or perhaps just so close to your car that you think to yourself, who would do something like this, right? And then there's traffic concerns on the way there and on the way back. All of this adds to, again, unconscious and quite frankly, frustrating experience when we think about grocery shopping. So I want to help you transform your grocery shopping experience and turn it into a spiritual practice. And what I'm going to recommend here, I'll let you calibrate the the dosage, but I do want you to attempt to do it. And there are a number of factors which I will discuss that may impact how you execute this or if you can execute this, not the least of which is distance, perhaps any physical challenges you may have, and certainly time. But what I want to now introduce to you as a way to spiritualize your eating habits is something that I hope will introduce a sense of adventure and connection, maybe for the first time in your grocery shopping experience. And I want you to think about, put yourself in a place of, let's say like someone who's foraging. (laughs) But in this case, you don't have to go out to the jungle uh, or out in the wild to get your food, you're, you're going to the grocery store. But certainly, it would be quite out of place to drive a car into the jungle, wouldn't it? So what I'm going to recommend to you is something that I do, and that is walking. Yes, walking. Walking to the grocery store Now, you're probably maybe rolling your eyes. Who has time for that? You know, what if it's raining? What if it's too hot? Notice how all of your objections, I want you to right now, listen to and look at all the objections that come up to some alternative approach to something that you already have turned into unconscious activity. And the mere idea of you walking, all these objections come up in your mind as to why it couldn't work, why you wouldn't do it, why you don't have time for it. 
I'm amazed at how often people say they don't have time for this, they don't have time for that, don't have time to exercise, don't have time to meditate, don't have time to do all these things. And I ask them, well, what do you have time for? And do you know often it's like the look of deers in the, uh, a deer in the headlights? They know that they're doing stuff all day. But when I say, well, what do you make time for? Because if it's just, oh, you know, work and kids and this and everything is like, I have to do that. I have to do that. And I'm not saying you don't have to do those things. But if, in fact, everything that you do is a result of force, meaning you're compelled to do it, this is what I mean in my question. What do you make time for? This is what I mean when I say, what do you have time for? Because if you say, I don't have time for that, well, you have time for something else. And usually it's just a bunch of unconscious activity. Even though that activity may be necessary, going to work, tending to your kids, tending to your partner, studying for school, whatever the case may be, but it's unconscious. So here we're not saying that the activity itself is the issue as it relates to grocery shopping, but rather your orientation and how you execute that could exponentially change your connection and enjoyment when you actually eat that food. So this is why these three kind of different alternative thoughts I want you to think when you think about grocery shopping, foraging, <laughs> adventure, connection. Now, what does that actually look like? So first I'll say in terms of distance, because I'm sure many people uh, may not literally live close enough to a store or a place that they can shop or that they like to shop to walk. And if that's the case, then you know, there's some other ways in which we could get around that. So, for example, I would say that for the average adult, that you should be able to walk at least one mile. I mean, you should be able to walk at least one mile, okay? Mile and a half. So that would mean that round trip, you walking to the store, you'll have walked two miles up to possibly three miles round trip. Now, I want to bring something immediately to your attention about exercise. Because here, by walking to the store, if you are someone who says, well, I don't have time to exercise, I want to, look what you're doing here. Now you're able to get your exercise in simultaneously while doing the same activity that's going to connect you to your food in the way that you probably presently are not or never have been. So I want you to look at the utility of this, of walking, walking to the grocery store. Now you don't have to make a separate time to do exercise. So what are some of the things that I bring that are helpful when I walk to the store? Because that's often, most often actually what I do. I have a grocery store that is 
about a mile or so away. And I would say that the most important things to have handy would be clothing that's appropriate for your weather and conditions. So you would know that better than I would. So if you live in a warm place, you want to dress appropriately for that. If it's the temperatures are cooler, there's a potential for rain, all these types of things. You just take that into consideration. Now, again, you might be thinking, well, I don't want to have to consider that because I can just jump in my car and go do go through the routine, which I just explained to you. And certainly you could do that um, if you want to continue in this unconscious connection with your food. But if you want to turn this into a spiritual practice, then you have to change that unconscious behavior. And this is just one of many, many, many things that I'll discuss of ways in which you can connect and consciously engage in an activity that is otherwise seen as mundane. So I like to bring, depending upon what I'm going to shop for, either a large backpack or a really, really small backpack. If I bring my small, small backpack, I mean, literally, if you were standing in front of me, you could only probably see the straps around my shoulder. You wouldn't even be able to see the bag itself. That is because I'm carrying inside that folded up maybe two or three shopping bags. And I would encourage you to get your own shopping bags. Again, this is another way, another small way that you can contribute to the overall good of for yourself and for the environment. By getting rid of these plastic bags or going to the grocery store and having plastic bags all the time, have your own cloth bags. You make a single purchase. I've had the same ones for years and years now. And you just wash them, you know, depending upon what the material is. And they last and last and last. And so if you can look at your grocery shopping experience and say, look, I'm not contributing to the defilement of the environment either. That's another direct conscious connection with your food and spiritualizing your practice, your eating habits. Small, but imagine how many people are actually doing this. And if more people would do this, that is have your own bags, it would change things dramatically. These are the low hanging fruit type of things that anyone can do. But when you live an unconscious life, basically what comes up in your mind is, well, if I can't save the world, I can't do any of it. If I can't do something big, I can't do something small. Wrong. You can do something small, a number of small things that have a huge effect. And the extent of that effect, you would know if you would just do some simple research. And you would see the impact of, wow, just by me not shopping with plastic bags, I'm having this positive effect on the environment. That makes you feel good. And it's connected to something that you need to do anyway. That is 
shop for your food. So your own bags, a backpack, either a large or a small one. I have a large backpack if I'm going to be carrying heavier items. I also bring my bags inside the large backpack, but maybe there's going to be some items that because of the walk or the weather or any number of things that I have to consider, I don't want to carry all of that in my bags. So I'll put the heavier items in my backpack, the lighter items in the bags that I carry, and I'm good to go. The other thing is, is that you may want to have a small water bottle with you. And again, this all goes in the backpack and it has slots for that. So it's not like your hands should be free the whole time, right? Don't worry about having to carry, you know, this, that, or the other thing. If you have a backpack, even my small backpack, I can put a water bottle in there. The other thing I would say is make it a communal affair. Meaning there is an epidemic and especially in the West, with obesity. People are grossly overweight, and it's, a lot of it has to do with inactivity. And so adults and young folks, children, are obese simply due to inactivity. So all the scrolling and just sitting in front of computers and online media, yeah, your thumb joints are getting a lot of work. Your neck (laughs) is getting a lot of work, probably in a bad way. I'm sure chiropractors are, are making money hand over fist, or at least in the near future they will be. But my point is, make it a communal affair. Invite someone to walk with you. Ask someone, if you, if you live with someone, whether it's your kids, your partner, a sibling, someone in your household, hey, on X date, uh, Tuesday, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to walk. Why don't you come with me? And it's like, wow. Again, you say you don't have time to connect with people and this, that, and the other. Look, same one activity And I invite one or more other people. And now I'm also socializing. And, you know, if anything we've learned from the pandemic is that most people are craving social interaction. They are just desperate for social interaction. And here's an opportunity for you to do that. Look at the connection. Are you seeing the difference between a conscious shopping experience versus an unconscious shopping experience? So imagine this. Pleasant weather. You've got on your tennis shoes. You're walking with a friend, a family member, a neighbor, or several of them to the store. Imagine the wonderful conversations that you'll have, the interactions that you'll have. Priceless. Priceless. And you'll be fulfilling, again, another desire and need, and that is the need to socialize. 
And so you're not making a separate attempt or a separate appointment. <laughs> this is just, I'm walking to the store to buy groceries and changing the nature of that experience consciously. And I'll also say, for those of you who may have a store that's within this radius, this range of walking that's comfortable, but maybe you're just not up to a round trip, then I'm going to recommend this, that you actually walk to the store, do your shopping, and have someone pick you up. Again, a friend, a family member, a neighbor, ask them to pick you up. Say, hey, you know, I'm trying to change my connection with my food and develop a spiritual practice in relation to my eating habits. And as part of that, I'm going to begin from time to time walking to the store. And today or tomorrow or next week, I'm going to do that on this day. Would you mind picking me up? You'll be amazed at how people want to participate in something like that. In fact, oftentimes they'll say, well, hey, that's great. Like, can I go with you? You'll be amazed at how you start to change even the people around you because they think walking to the store is so exceptional. (laughs) I know it sounds silly, but I'm telling you from my own experience that people often feel sorry for me. They'll, oh, you're going to walk to the store? Like, I mean, it's kind of far, isn't it? Like, it's a little over a mile away. Well, can I give you a ride? And I'm, oh, you know, no thanks. I'm intentionally walking. Oh, that's so cool. These are the type of responses you get. So for those of you who may have some physical challenges or have not exercised much, then you walk to the store and you have someone pick you up after you've shopped to bring you back home. Right? So don't do what most people do. That is like, well, if I can't do the whole thing, I can't do it at all. I'm giving you these variations so that you can configure it customize the experience so that it fits for you and your lifestyle. Another thing you might consider, especially for those of you, and hopefully you'll get away from this entirely, but I recognize that a lot of you still eat meat products. And so when you go to shop, you're buying pounds of flesh X pounds of beef and X pounds of chicken and X pounds of whatever else of, uh, types of uh, meat products. And that stuff is really heavy. And so the thought in your mind of having to walk with all of that uh, might turn you off from the idea of walking to shop. So here's a couple of things I have to say about that. One would be maybe on the times that you walk to the store that you don't buy those particular items, meaning that when you have your car and some other time that you go to the store, you, you uh, purchase those heavier items, right? So that way, in your mind, you're not thinking, oh, you know, what if it's spoiled and this, that, and the other? Well, I mean, the truth is it's already spoiled, but that's, a, that's an aside. Um, yeah, just think about buying all the other items and then on some other trip you can go and and buy your meat and dairy if that's what you're into i'll also say though 
on a kind of metaphysical level, this thought, gosh, if I walk to the store and I have to buy, you know, meat, that's really heavy. That, you know, that could be very taxing on me trying to walk back. I want you to know that even when you're consuming that, the same thing is happening to your system. It's very taxing. Think about that. Just physically, let alone consuming it, you don't want to carry five, six, eight, ten pounds of meat and flesh on a walk because you feel like, oh, that's in a mile? No way. But yet you will consume that and carry that in your system over and over again. Just food for thought. So there it is. I want you to consider walking to the grocery store to do your shopping. I want you to personally decide yourself when, how often you will do that. I want you to decide what you'll purchase, right, so that you can calibrate the weight. But you have to designate some time for this, right? This is this process of walking to the grocery store and shopping and walking home or some variation of that is essential to shifting your consciousness. Because now you'll be creating some type of connection between your food of, uh, you know, that's different than just jump in your car, run in there, have the experience that I described earlier and get out. No, you can walk down the street. You're going to notice things that even though you've driven down the same street a million times to get to that store, you never knew that these set of flowers were here. You never knew that this neighbor or this person lived here. I've had experiences like that where on my route walking, there's people who I would never have stopped to talk to. We would never have had a conversation because, you know, driving by at, you know, 15, 20, 25 miles per hour, you're, you're just not going to do it. But when you can stop in maybe a shop that you've never stopped in before, a flower shop, a coffee place, my point is these chance spontaneous, wonderful encounters that you can have that seem so far-fetched these days. You can have them routinely in your life. You may meet the next love in your life simply because you walked and you had this seemingly spontaneous encounter with someone struck up a conversation several times and that turned into, hey, why don't we get together and have tea or something like this? Do you understand what I'm saying? You want to reintroduce into life conscious, beautiful experiences. Some of them can be quite comical. I'll share one with you. I remember walking to the store one time and I was uh, already there at the store and I was going down uh, the aisle, one of the aisles, and this elderly lady was coming towards me, 
our, you know, I had a cart, she had a cart, we were walking towards each other and I moved a little bit to my left so she could get through and she just stopped and she, she put her hand on my arm and said, oh, you're a handsome devil, aren't you? <laughs> and, you know, I, I laughed and she laughed and she said, oh, you must have broken so many hearts with that smile. And I said, you know, you're flattering me too much. You know, we had a nice laugh and she just said, okay, young man, you have a nice day. You know, she walked on her way. So I'm just saying these kind of really spontaneous interactions of various sorts can happen. I begin to ask people their names that work at the store. Obviously, I buy a lot of produce. I'm in that area all the time. And the employees appreciate being acknowledged. They appreciate you knowing their name. And what's amazing is they'll often start to develop a relationship with you once they know the types of foods that you like and they'll let you know, hey, you know what? Wait a second, I have some in the back. I'm gonna bring them out right now if you wanna wait and they'll be fresher than, than these are. These are the types of things that make the effort of walking to shop worth it. And then when you actually sit down to eat that food, or even when you go to prepare that food, you have memories, you have some experience tied to that. So already you've transformed your connection from unconscious to conscious. Because those stories, those uh, interactions that you've had on that particular journey to the store will be tied to that food that can make a smile come to your face. And I'll end with this. I recently shot a short video and it's on my YouTube uh, channel, Plant Powered Buddhist. And it's called Walk to the Grocery Store with Me. Very short, less than two minutes. And you'll get to see in that video the kind of walk that I'm talking about and some shots from the grocery store about like what I see when I go shopping. And I'd like to hear your feedback on that. So you can leave some comments below or there at the video. But in any case, I encourage you to take a look at that if you wish. I think we will end here. Give this some strong consideration. Choosing sometimes to walk to the grocery store to pick up your items. If you need some assistance, please reach out. I'd love to assist you with transitioning and transforming your eating habits into something that's unconscious to something that is conscious and deeply spiritual. Until next time, peace and blessings.